0: good morning welcome to boiling springs baptist church celebration of families baby dedication i want to wish all of you that our fathers a happy happy father's day excuse me those of you who aren't but who love on our children and our youth happy father's day to you also you always are sharing in your love to others Thank you for coming and joining us today. It is a special day in our church every Sunday, today especially as we celebrate the love and the gift of fathers. Thank you. Good
1: morning. My name is Tucker. I'm going to read Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy thirty one through eight. The Lord himself was will, will go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will never leave you. He will never desert you, so don't be afraid. Don't lose hope.
0: Please join me in the Congregational Call to Worship.
1: chapter 1 verses 27 through 28 the following verses are what hannah said to eli the priest as she dedicated her son samuel to the lord i prayed for this child the lord has given me what i asked for so now i'm giving him to the lord as long as he lives he'll be given to the lord and eli will
0: and eli worship the lord Our hymn is, Lord, we bring to you our children. It's a familiar tune, but the words are on the screens and in your order of service. So if you would, and if you're able, please stand and join me in singing.
1: the things you do. I'm watching the way you treat people. The way you treat me and my mom and my sister. The way you live your life is having a big impact on me. When it's time for me to choose a career and provide for my family, Your work ethic will be on my mind. The time you spend with me, even doing simple things, will give me a sense of security. There will be times in my life where I struggle with integrity, and I may be not sure what to do. you stood up for what was right, even if you could have looked the other way. One of the choices you are making, I will also make. Please don't be afraid to show me your failures, to show me your mistakes. I will learn from them. Dad, are you listening? I'm watching. Watching to see if you really believe what you say about God. I need you to help show me the way. Show me how to live life that isn't safe, but is good. So I'm watching you, Dad, every day. You're teaching me how to live, whether you know it or not.
2: Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist. The video that you just showed is certainly a challenge for all the fathers and for all those of us who have influence over children. And as I go in transition for just a moment into a missions moment, not only are we hopefully helping fathers here in the Bowling Springs community raise godly families, but we're also doing that around the world. And I want to share something with you very quickly, or not, not, not to rush through it, but to, but to share briefly this morning. Uh, this Wednesday night, missionaries, friends of ours that we support who are currently living in the Pleasant Ridge Baptist Church missionary home, uh, Don and Janet Pittman, will be with us this Wednesday night at six o'clock. Several months ago, closer to a year ago, we gave them $500 for ministry expenses, meaning program expenses. They could use this in some way that they see fit on the mission field. $500 may not go a long way here in Boiling Springs, but it certainly does around the world. And I want to give you just a short commercial of what they'll be talking about this coming Wednesday night. But in the first image that should um, show you on the screen there, you see Uh, let me get these in the right order here. This is, um, I don't know the name, but his wife is, her name is Fatma. The Don, let me back up. Don and Janet Pittman are missionaries in Turkey. Uh, This gentleman that you see, his wife Fatma, is in one of Janet Pittman's Turkish language, is one of Janet's Turkish language students. He has a bike and he takes his shoe shine box on the back of his bike into the city where he shines shoes. He receives a little bit for this, but the materials that he is using was supplied by your gift from that $500. If we can go to the next picture. You see here, uh, this is Isitan. he's a barber. His wife recently became a believer and was baptized. He too has been actively sharing his faith and helping other refu- with other refugee relief efforts. He goes around to one of the, um, in one of the refugee camps there in Turkey, uh, mainly Syrian refugees, and is cutting hair. And so your small gift of $500 allowed him to, allow the Pittmans to purchase razor and scissors that helps give someone a sense of purpose and meaning uh, about living in what is otherwise a very discouraging situation. And the last picture that I want to show is a gentleman by the name of Hasi, and I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. It's H-A-C-I. He's a storekeeper. And you also see that I think it's special, as I mentioned, not only are we wanting to help raise godly families here in Boiling Springs, your small gift of $500 helped this dad, this this new dad you see there with his holding his baby. He is a believer and um, he uses his shop as a ministry center. Uh, But your small gift was able to help him finally open his shop and do business. He's also working in the church there that the Pittmans are involved in and services are held there in Turkish, Kurdish, and in Arabic, and I forgot which language that he's helping uh, the church service in. So this is just a short little uh, information, but come this Wednesday night and hear more about the Pittmans and their work in Turkey among Syrian refugees. I would strongly encourage each of you to come this Wednesday at six o'clock and hear that. Let's be in prayer for G.H. Walton. He goes this week, he and Barbara, to Duke for a procedure. And so let's be in prayer for him. We have other concerns in our church family this morning as well. And so please be mindful of those. Will you join me now in prayer? God, we give you thanks and praise for the fathers, young and old. We pray for young fathers, newly embracing their vocation. May they find courage and perseverance to balance work, family and faith, in joy, and sacrifice. We pray for fathers around the world whose children are lost or suffering. May they know that the God of compassion walks with them in their sorrow. We pray for the men who are not fathers, but still mentor and guide us with fatherly love and advice. We remember fathers, grandfathers, and great-grandfathers who are no longer with us, but who live forever in our memory and nourish us with their love. Father, this day we also pray for G.H. Walton and for many other needs that exist within our congregation. Teach us, Lord, more how to be your hands and your feet and your voice so that we can provide comfort and strength and a tangible sign of your presence in the midst of difficult situations. Father, we praise you for the many victories and the many answered prayers from this last week. And Lord, we lift up the coming week. We pray that our actions, that our lives would bring you honor and glory. We ask for your blessing on each young child here, each father, each parent, and each family represented in this place today. Father, speak to us individually in the ways that we need to be spoken to. Challenge us and convict us as only you can. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name, amen.
0: If you'll notice in your order of service, we're going to be singing Praise God, All You Little Children, but we'll be dividing it up in different places along the way during the parent and child dedication. So I'll, as we sing the first stanza, which you'll find in your order of service and also on the screen, i ask the parents and the children to be dedicated if they would come forward. <laughs> Praise God.
2: We are excited to have, you noticed six families in your um, program this morning, but we are excited to have five of those families with us. One young child is very sick during the night last night and could not be with us. And so we will certainly miss their absence here in this morning, but we will uh, pick back up with them later this summer in another time to, to dedicate their young one. So at first I'm going to ask the, uh, excuse me, to Hendricks, Matt and Dakota, if you'll come join me this morning. They were here last year, we have a couple that were here last year, and I've joked with them, I have to just go ahead and say this, guys, I've joked with them a couple times this week about, um, if you guys will come right over here in the middle, we've joked with them about who will be here again next year, so we'll wait and see about that. Um, But we are glad that you're here. If you remember, Matt is, um, he grew up here in Boiling Springs, but works for the Charlotte Area Transit, and Dakota grew up in Lattimore, excuse me, and works as a nurse in the women's and children's unit at the Carolinas Healthcare System there in, in Cleveland, here in Shelby. Um, the, their new little one is Meadow Rose Hendrick, and I'm gonna ask them to share in just a moment about the name there. But also has uh, the older sister, Willow, who was here and dedicated last year. Grandparents of, of Meadow is our Dick and Joanne Crowder, and they're also members here at Bowling Springs. But I wanna ask all the family that's here with the Hendrick family this morning to please stand. Glad you guys, <clears throat> thank you guys, glad you're with us this morning. And Ellen, I think, has some gifts for the Hendrix this morning. We have a rose, a Bible, and a devotional, and a certificate. And then I'm going to ask Matt or Dakota to share a little bit about the name Meadow Rose. With a um, big sister named Willow, we just thought Meadow would be a good fit for the family. Um, we usually, tr- <laughs> um, we like to stick with the earthy name, so... Yep. You got the nature theme going on. <laughs> well, thank you guys for being here this morning, and uh, we'll call you back. We'll be back up in just a moment to do the to, to do the dedication. Um, I'm going to ask um, Porter Solomon Curley and parents Dustin and Jennifer Beeson Curley to join me up here, and Miss Emerson. But we're glad they're here today. They're not members of our church, but many of you know them. Um, uh, Jennifer grew up here at Bowling Springs, but Dustin grew up in Taylorsville. Works as the assistant principal and athletic director, football coach at Watauga High School. And Jennifer grew up here in Bowling Springs and is now working as a labor and delivery nurse up there in at the Watauga Medical Center in Boone. And they also have older sister Emerson here this morning as well, with the pretty bow in her hair. And the grandparents of Porter are Jimmy and Sandy Beeson. But I'd like to ask all the members of Uh, Dustin and Jennifer Curley's family to please stand at this time. Thank you. We're glad that you guys can be with us. And Ellen, I think, has a gift for you guys as well. And I'm going to ask one of you to share about the name Porter Solomon.
1: We really just went with that name because we liked it. Uh, That's about it. No story, no significance. Uh, We just liked liked the way it sounded. And so that's what we decided to go with.
2: And did Miss Emerson want to say something this morning? I was told that she wanted to say something.
3: Okay. Maybe
2: not. All right. Well, thank you guys for being here. We're glad that you came down the mountain to be with us. And I certainly know the family's glad that you're coming as well, that you're here as well. Now, thank you guys. He was very happy when he came in the door this morning. I'm witness to that. Um The next family we have this morning are the Martins. I'm going to ask Jim and Cassie and Waylon and Wyatt to join me up here this morning. We're glad that you're here. Uh, Jim is in Charlotte, working with Charlotte Transit Authority, I believe. Or no, Piedmont Utilities. Sorry, I did this last year. Um, Piedmont Utilities Company. And uh, Cassie, of course, grew up here in Boiling Springs and owns and works down at uh, Salon on Main across from the hardware store. But um, they are here today. Again, this is the little one is Waylon Brooks Martin and, of course, big brother Wyatt. And great-grandparents of Waylon are Harry and Magretta Brooks McKee, who are members here at Boiling Springs. And I want to ask all the family that's here with the Martins to please stand this morning. We're glad you guys are here. Thank you. All right, and if you guys will explain a little bit about the name—oh, wait, Ellen, come on, sorry, not to forget Miss Ellen—we have a gift for you today. And if one of you wanted to explain a little bit about the name Waylon Brooks,
1: well, we just like the name Waylon, but Brooks came from, of course, Mama Greta. She's very important to us, and that was her maiden name.
2: Okay. So, well, thank you guys. Glad you're here, and glad your family's here today. I'm going to ask the Stitzels to come and join me this morning. We've got Austin and Katie, somebody sleep, and uh, Elizabeth Grace, Eliza, and then we've got big brother Will, and I guess big brother Will is back in, He's over there. oh, he's over there, okay. Well, you can come up here if you want to, Will. Do you want to come up here and stand with the family? Okay, you don't have to. All right, but Austin grew up in the Boiling Springs, Shelby area and works with Stitzel Construction, and Katie, of course, grew up here in Boiling Springs and works as a nurse for Kindred Healthcare. Um. Again, this is Elizabeth Grace, who will be referred to as Liza, and then her older brother, Will. Grandparents of Liza are Bill and Julie Daves, who are members here, and also great grandmother, Teresa Huggins, uh, who happened to be away this morning, and we regret that, but they told us to go ahead. And so um, I want to ask all the family that, that's here this morning to please stand. All right. Thank you, guys. And I'm going to ask Miss Ellen to come and all right. And if somebody wants to share about the name.
0: So Elizabeth is a family name, but also um, one of my patients that I saw the whole time I was pregnant from the minute I found out I was having a girl, he called her Elizabeth. So I guess it kind of stuck. And then Grace is also a family name, but we liked it. And then we call her Eliza just because we liked that name.
2: All right. Thank you guys and appreciate the family being here today. Don't to ask the Washburns to come up. Jay and Jamie, and Claire, Claire Jane, and then older sister, Ella. But um, Jay grew up here in Boiling Springs, works as a technology education teacher at Crest Middle School with sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Also teaches some on un classes with Cleveland Community. And Jamie grew up in Shelby, and teaches second grade at Union Elementary in Polkville. And again, this is Claire Jane and older sister Ella. And the grandparents of Claire are Harry and Sherwin Washburn, members here at Boiling Springs Baptist, along with great-grandparents, Eugene and Betty Jenkins Washburn. And so, um, I'm gonna ask all the family that's here this morning, Washburn family, to please stand. I'm glad you guys are here today, thank you. And I'm gonna ask Jamie or Jay to share a word about the name.
1: The name Claire is just a name that Jamie and I both agreed on. And uh, the name Jane is Amy's aunt's uh, name.
2: All right. Do you want to say anything, Ella? (laughs) I'm giving you your, your chance. All right. I like that bow. Well, thank you, guys. along with their little ones to come and stand with me once again. And this time all the parents can join me. And I'm going to, at this time, you guys come on up and I'm going to ask and make sure you've got your little uh, responsive reading handy or you can share with someone else. And also I want to ask the church family to make sure that you have your responsive reading ready as well. Uh, Parenting, the parents obviously have a large responsibility, but I think as family, extended family that's here this morning and also church family, we have a responsibility as well as we seek to raise godly young men and women here in this community, in this church. And so uh, you also have a section where you can participate in this uh, responsive reading this morning as well. Parents, obviously read where it says parents, and in the congregation, please read where it says people. Parents, God has entrusted you with a magnificent responsibility. God has given you the gift of life. God expects you to teach a child through the example of a godly life. We will also provide, also provide
0: godly examples before the child.
2: Parents, do you dedicate your child to the Lord and do you commit to provide a Christian home of love and peace to raise your child in a manner that leads to trust in Jesus as Savior, His Lord and Savior?
0: We will assist you.
2: And if you'll remain up here during the prayer, let's pray together. God, we pray that you would be their shepherd that they will not be left in need. Lord, we pray that these children, that you would make them to lie down in green pastures, that you may lead them beside still waters and restore their souls. May you lead them in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And yes, even though they will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, they will fear no evil for you are with them. May your rod and your staff comfort them. May you prepare a table before them in the presence of their enemies. May you anoint their heads with oil, make their cups run over, And may goodness and mercy follow them all the days of their lives. And we pray that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Thank you. Glad you guys could be a part of this service today.
1: Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for our freedom to come together to worship you this morning. Thank you for blessing us, mothers and fathers, with these beautiful children and lead us and guide us to raise them up as Christian men and women. Thank you for the gifts that you bless each of us with. And help us to use those gifts to glorify your name. Bless our offerings as we give this morning. Amen. chapter 6, verses 5 through 9, which is found on page
2: 157 of the Pew Bible. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command you this day shall be upon your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall bind them as a sign upon your hand, and they shall be as the frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates." Thank you, Austin, for reading that. I want to say before I begin this morning, a special thanks to Julie and Alana for helping with what was a wonderful week of Bible school and um, excited to have uh, or to talk to uh, uh, Braden Cosby who read scripture this morning about baptism later this summer and many seeds were planted, and uh, the gospel was shared with children this week, and it was just a fruitful time to be together, to have fun, to learn, and to grow, and so if you helped in any way with Bible school, some of you may be behind me as well, please know that we are grateful uh, for your time and dedication because many of you work all day and then come and spend four hours roughly here at night each night this week, and so we are grateful for that, and the children, and I know in parents who sent their children are grateful for your time and your commitment and your dedication. This morning, we have a biblical precedent to do what we've done today. Uh, we have uh, sang some children's songs. We've, we've, the choir has sang a song about training up a child. We've watched a video about its challenge. Hopefully, it was, I know every time when I was looking at different videos to possibly show, that one I, I thought might be the one because every time I watched it, I got a little teary-eyed. Uh, But uh, I hope that certainly the dads, all parents, and all of us today, whether a parent or not, leaves challenged in the sense of being that influence and being that guide and that mentor towards a younger generation. But we have a biblical precedent to do what we've done today. The scripture that was read earlier about uh, Hannah taking Samuel to be dedicated to Eli the priest, um, and, and the word dedicating there in Samuel is lending permanently. It means this idea of lending, permanently to the Lord. Samuel to the Lord as he presented him to Eli the priest there at the temple. So we saw that scripture earlier. we reminded in this Christmas story of Luke 2 where Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple after eight days uh, to be consecrated by uh, Simeon was there. Then we learn of Anna uh, that was also there in the temple. And so there's certainly a biblical precedent with the very son of God and his parents dedicating him shortly after his birth. Paul wrote in Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Very appropriate scripture for today. The New Living Translation of that same verse, I love its reading. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way that you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. God's instructions are plain to us. I think all of us know that. His instructions are very clear. Proverbs 10, 1 reminds us, a wise, a wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. Two other passages. Joel, in the Old Testament, one of the minor prophets, tells us uh, to tell of God's work. He says, to your, tell of God's work to your children and to let your children tell it to their children and their children to the next generation. Joel 1, 3. We could read many verses, but the last one that I've chosen is Psalm 78, 4. David wrote, we will not conceal them from their children, but tell to the generation to come the praises of the Lord, his strength and his wondrous work that he has done. Our text today in Deuteronomy is what the Old Testament, well, excuse me, what the Jews refer to in the Old Testament as the Shema. And the first uh, little section that wasn't read back up in verse four of chapter six uh, begins the statement that you read when it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Right before that, there's the word "here" at the beginning of verse four of chapter six of Deuteronomy. Here, this word is shema in the Old Testament, and it means listen. It's kind of I have something important to say, and so they would say, "Here, O Israel." And then, being the monotheistic religion that we believe and that the Jews um, believed, meaning one God, it was very important, especially in this era and still today, to say in verse four he says, "Here, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is." one. And so once he had their attention, then he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might and all of your strength. In verse seven, again, it says, talk of them, excuse me, I'll go ahead and read verse seven again. You shall teach them diligently to your sons. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise up. As we go about our lives, we are to talk about the things of God with our children. I have found as a parent, one of the best times to do that, not only is around the dinner table, but it's also in the car. You're stuck. You're not going anywhere. And it's a great time. A lot of times that's when the questions come. And parents, if you know what I mean, as your kids get older, uh, you can anticipate and you need to pray for wisdom now because if it can be asked, it will be asked and they will need a response. Some kids are happy with a short response and they'll think about it or they'll just kind of go on with that and other children want the longer response. And so one of the greatest times to talk with your children about the things of God, like I said, not only around the dinner table, but also in the car as well. And I love this passage because it says, talk about, uh, back in verse six, these words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your hearts, talk about them. And it says here in verse seven, when you sit down in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. And for parents in the room, you know the importance of those nighttime habits, those nighttime uh, disciplines of reading a story, of offering a prayer. And some of you, it may be a little more difficult in the mornings as you're preparing for daycare or work or things like this, but it's important as we go about our daily lives to talk to our children and then grandparents when you have those opportunities as well to talk with your grandchildren about your faith It doesn't mean that you have to have all the answers. I think a lot of times we're scared to death because we think we don't have all the answers. But the things that you are confident about, which are God's love and his son Jesus Christ and what he's done for us and the fact that he's created our world, we were able to talk about that all week in Bible school and it was absolutely wonderful to talk about the stars and the planets, especially with the little ones who maybe can't understand the fact of what Christ came to do for us, but they can understand the fact that God loves us and he created a beautiful and magnificent world for us to live in. I wanna be very clear about something, if I haven't already, uh, this morning, and that's, it's, parents, it's your job to teach your children about the love of God. The church can come alongside of you, parent, grandparents and family and close friends can come alongside of you and assist, resources that are sold and can be purchased can come alongside of you and help, but parents, it's your job to teach your children about the love of God. In this day, again, the Jews would often place this scripture passage in something called a mezuzah. This was a small little vessel that was placed on the doorpost of the home. Oftentimes, Jews would touch it uh, as they came in and out of their home. And it contained the text that we just read this morning. They would also wear what this Old Testament word, phylacrophies, around their heads or their arms or their hands that would also contain the words of scripture. And many of them, most of them contained the scripture that we just read today. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, strength. This was done to remember the text, again, that we just read. In the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus quotes this scripture as being the greatest commandment of all. In all of these scriptures, someone was trying to pin Jesus, and they came to him in front of others and asked him, what of all the commandments are the greatest? If you look back over the Old Testament, we have roughly 600 commandments. And then Moses gave us 10. Jesus gave us two, to love the Lord our God, and then remember to love your neighbor as yourself. And I often tell people that I'm trying to work on one, and that's to love the Lord my God with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my strength, because I know if I'm doing that one, the other ones will begin to fall in line. Dads and parents, grandparents, You are teaching your children spiritually whether you realize it or not. You are instilling in them truths, you are instilling in them spiritual values, whether we realize it or not. Just like the video that we watched earlier, Dad, I'm watching you, and we all need to remember that. I need to remember that, and sometimes I fall short in that area. Kids are watching the way mom and dad treat each other and the way that we treat other people. I heard on the radio this week of a dad who has been able to lead some 700 people, a businessman, lead some 700 people to around 100 million in sales. But he said that when he sits down at the kitchen table or other environments, he's scared to death to say anything to teach his family spiritually. Dads, what are you doing to grow spiritually? It doesn't all have to look the same. You don't have to do exactly what I do. You don't have to do exactly what somebody else does, but what are you doing to grow spiritually? How do you want to be remembered by your children? Everyone in this room is leaving a legacy of some sort. Whether you have children or not, you're influencing people by who you are and the way that you live. And what will that legacy be that you are leaving? As we think about parents leading their families in the midst of the culture we live in, I thought of an analogy this week, we must not lead as defensive parents. And what I mean by that, for those of you that are football fans, and excuse me for those that don't care a thing about sports, but I can't help but think about how many families lead today as if they're on the one yard line and they're trying to go 99 yards and the world is coming against them and it's only just the next little thing that's gonna cause the enemy to plow right over them and get a touchdown. But instead we need to be leading offensively, midfield with a strategy and with a plan focused toward our goal leading in an offensive, leading in an intentional, proactive way. Too much parenting today is dealing with defense, simply keeping the bad out. Offensive parenting is intentional. It's involved. It's proactive. It's, it's knowing what's going on in your kids' lives, knowing what their interests are. It's not reactive and reacting to the culture and the bad things that are happening around us. As I begin to conclude here, um, I want to read something that's a little bit lengthy, but I know you will be touched by it. I came across it this week, And um, every time, I've read it time and time again this week because it was that meaningful to me. Some of you have heard me reference before, one of my favorite, I guess if I had to pick a radio preacher, some of you've heard the name Chuck Swindoll before. He wrote a letter to his dad that is quite touching. And as we think about men, what kind of legacy are we leaving in our family? And with the people who we have influence over, whether you may be a dad or not, I want you to think about this letter that Chuck wrote about his dad. He says, my dad died last night. And let me, let me, before I read it, let me say this. Some of you, maybe your children, as far as dads, have been out of the home for a long time. But I want you to think about it in reference to your dad, whether your dad is currently living or whether your dad has recently passed. And I want you to think about it. This may be just as beneficial for the middle-aged fathers in the room as it is um, for the younger dads. Chuck wrote a letter. He says, my dad died last night. He left like he lived, quietly, quietly, graciously with dignity. Without demands or harsh words or even a frown, he surrendered himself a tired, frail, humble gentleman into the waiting arms of his savior. Death, selfish and cursed enemy of man, had won another battle. As I stroked the hair from his forehead and kissed him goodbye, a hundred boyhood memories played around in my head. When I learned to ride a bike, he was there. When I wrestled with the multiplication table, his quick wit erased the when I discovered the car, he was near, encouraging me. When I mentioned a young woman that I had fallen in love with, he pulled me aside and talked to me straight about being responsible for her welfare and her happiness. And when I did a hitch in the Marine Corps, the discipline I had learned from him made the transition easier. From him, Chuck writes, I learned how to often, how to, excuse me, how to open oyster shells and fix crab gumbo and chili and popcorn and make rafts out of old inner tubes and gunny sacks. I was continually used to his ability to make things out of old pieces and tie fragile mantles on old Coleman lanterns, keep a fire going in the rain and play a harmonica with his hands behind his back. I don't know how he did that. And keep three, young, keep three strong-willed kids from tearing, down, tearing the house down. Last night, though, I realized that I had him to thank for my deep love for America and for knowing how to tenderly care for my wife and for laughing at impossibilities and for some of the habits that I picked up like approaching people with a positive spirit rather than a negative one, staying with a task until it's finished and taking care of my personal belongings, keeping my shoes shine, speaking up rather than mumbling, respecting authority and standing alone if necessary in support of my personal convictions rather than to give, giving in to more popular opinions. For these things, I am deeply indebted to the man who raised me. Certain smells and sounds, he writes, remind me of my dad. Oyster stew, the ocean breeze, smoke from an expensive cigar, the nostalgic whine of a harmonica, a camping lantern and white gas, car polish, fun songs from the 30s and 40s, freshly mowed grass, and the shrill whistle from his father to kids around supper time. And I'm almost done. He finishes. He says, Last night I said goodbye. I'm still trying to believe it, but my father leaves in his legacy a well marked Bible that I treasure. A series of feelings that I need to deepen my roots and a thousand memories that comfort me as I replace denial with acceptance and praise. He died last night, or did he? The memories are as fresh as this morning's sunrise. Wow. Men, we're going to leave a future, excuse me, we're going to leave an imprint for future generations What kind of imprint are you and I leaving on our children and our grandchildren or any of those that we have influence over? You and I as as fathers have one of the greatest privileges to imprint impressionable young lives who will carry into future generations. It is my hope and prayer that as we move forward as a congregation, that we can make it a part of our mission to develop godly families Godly young men and women who will change the world one person at a time, who will change the world by the way they treat people, by the way they love others, by the professions and occupations that they pursue. And we'll look back 50 years from now and be amazed at some of the young children that were dedicated in this church and the things that they are doing to impact our world today. Dads and moms, and all of us in this room, we accept the challenge to be godly men and godly women, to lead these children to know and to love and to serve God. Let's pray together. God, as I think about this day and prepared for it for a few weeks now, Lord, I'm reminded and grateful for the mom and dad that I have that taught me about your love and not only taught me about it, but demonstrated it. They weren't perfect, but Lord, they showed me enough of you for me to want to follow you and serve you. God, I realize that today in this congregation, there are many young dads here, some of which participated in this time of dedication, some of which maybe have older children. I know there's many moms here as well. Lord, that are seeking, and grandparents that are seeking to raise godly children that have deep convictions and have uh, deep values. Father, we confess that we often fall short. I know I do as a parent. And Father, we ask for your forgiveness this morning. But Lord, we also pray that you would empower us as we're in the midst of a sermon series on Acts called Empowered. Lord, we do pray that your spirit would empower us. Give us the discipline and the strength that we need daily. Father, because we don't always feel like doing what we know we should do. And Lord, in those moments, God, give us a sense of strength that comes only from you. Give us wisdom as those questions, as they get older and begin talking and those questions come, give us wisdom to know how we should answer those questions. And Father, give us the strength to say, you know what, I'm not so sure about that. When they ask a question and we don't know the answer, Father, help us to be honest about that. Lord, help us to look more like you so that we can lead them to look more like you. God, we're thankful for your love. We're thankful for the purpose and the hope and the meaning that you give each of us. We're thankful for those fathers that have gone on before us that are with you at this moment. Lord, we, we thank you for their testimony, for their life, And Lord, for those maybe that that didn't have the greatest example, Lord, help us to learn from our dads. Maybe some things that we should repeat and maybe some things that we shouldn't as we think about the next generation. Speak to each one today in ways that they need to be spoken to. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here today and maybe something, maybe a scripture or something that was said in the sermon or a song, something that um, has spoken to your heart and you would like to pray at the altar, the altar is open. Maybe you would just like to, maybe as we stand to sing, maybe you just need to sit or stand and pray. Um, but I think the Lord is challenging each of us to look at where we are in our relationship with him and begin to evaluate that. And um, I think the, the Lord has certainly challenges us to be men and women of integrity as we think about the future, gener- future generations. Let's stand and sing together. Hymn number... 507, hymn number 507. Let's stand and sing together. If you hear and desire church membership today, I'd love to talk with you about that. Let's stand and sing. glad you're in God's house today. Would you say amen? I want to encourage you to speak to a few folks maybe that you haven't spoken to before you leave, but try to catch a few of the families. I know they're dispersed or some may be back in the nursery and trying to, to wrangle the little ones, but uh, be sure to speak to a few of the families before you leave today as well. also have just a quick announcement. If your name is called, this is a part of a uh, Founders Day committee that will be helping us to plan for our special day in September. We would like to meet with you very quickly uh, on this side, the non-piano side of the sanctuary, just for two three minutes to schedule a possible time to get together. But Doug Bryan, Ted Daves, Connie Green, Barbara Green, Nancy Hamrick, Roger Humphreys, and Stephanie Webb. If you could just meet down here and we could possibly plan a time to get together here in the next week or two, that would be great. But glad you're here today. Again, be sure to speak to one of the families, and I'm going to turn it over to the choir or to Candy.
0: Okay, please join us in singing. May the Spirit bind us together. <laughs>